0: Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, January 12th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes.
1: Okay, so Jay, the sixty-four portfolios, these are portfolios that are made of 60% stocks and 40% bonds. They took a 17% hit in 2022. Now, this strategy was once considered a safe bet, but it has recently saw its worst performance since 1999. Now, I don't know about you, Jay, but I really can't look at my portfolio right
0: now. Yeah, I'm choosing not to, because that coupled with housing prices and interest rates.
1: Oh, man. Makes it a tough January to get through. You didn't even mention inflation. That's the one thing you see every day. I go to the grocery store and I leave and I go, what did I just spend all my money on? So it all compounds, Jay, the interest rates, the poor stock performance and the inflation. It is not a great time financially for, I think, any of us. But hopefully that Tiff Macklem and his merry gang at the Bank of Canada get this all together and we're back in a better place in 2023, early 2024. I'm going to give it a full year.
0: Well, to paraphrase the crypto world, Hodle. hold on for dear life brett yeah hodl the canadian dollar that's what i'm saying brett aside from back to back to back to back bad news what do we have for peak calls today
1: well you know we're gonna try to make this a bit more of a brighter episode for our first story it's a white collar recession for our second story office space is opening up and for our last story businesses are on sale
0: For our first story, data from past recessions shows that the blue-collar workers usually bear the brunt of the impact. This time around, the trend is on track to flip into reverse.
1: Yeah, this is pretty interesting, Jay. So here's what's driving the news. Within the last week, layoffs at white-collar firms have started to get pretty scary. You can look at Amazon, Goldman Sachs, and BlackRock as examples. But in contrast, blue-collar industries, where the amount of manual labor is typically higher and the pay lower, they seem to be breezing right through this.
0: It checks out with the last year of labor data, which highlighted, relatively low job vacancies in high-wage sectors compared with all-time highs in low-wage sectors.
1: Yeah, and the so-called job vacancy gap is part of a full-circle moment for low-wage workers. The hardest hit during the pandemic might actually now enjoy more job security in the short term.
0: This matters because blue-collar workers might fare better through the current downturn than they have in recent history. According to the Wall Street Journal, demand for goods and services while softening is still too high for many employers to consider layoffs. That is a direct quote from the Wall Street Journal.
1: Now, if demand does soften, industries such as leisure and hospitality might hesitate to fire the frontline workers they struggle to hire and retain after the pandemic.
0: Next, if layoffs spread to blue-collar industries as interest rates rise, and they will rise, Brett, you'll know the economy is in trouble. But for now, and to keep things light, job growth is still blowing past expectations in Canada, and a quote-unquote soft landing might still be in the cards.
1: I hope so. For our second story, in the market for a sublet, how about a seven-floor, 348,000 square foot office space that was supposed to be inhabited by a Canadian tech giant? You know, I was looking at it, Jay, and I think maybe the peak someday, maybe not tomorrow, but someday the peak could take over this huge office space. You want
0: to give PeakPal's Pals details on this beautiful piece of real estate? Sure, that's about 340,000 square feet too many. But in its latest cost cutting measure, Shopify has put up its brand new downtown offices in Toronto on the sublet market, further contributing to an already record-high office vacancy rate across the country, currently sitting at over 17%.
1: Come on, Jay, you at least need a full floor to yourself. You can't work in any other condition. Now, this is important because you can think of Canada's barren workspaces as a physical representation of how the economy is doing these days. Read, not great. Giving up offices has become an easy way to cut costs as economic conditions tighten.
0: Empty offices don't just signal a down economy. They contribute to it by hurting urban retailers that rely on foot traffic from the office crowd. To zoom
1: out, Looking on the bright side, empty offices could bring a new opportunity. As people leave Canada's urban centers in tens of thousands, squeezed out by housing shortages, offices lying dormant, could find new life as residential spaces, something that Calgary, which has a whopping 32.6% office vacancy rate, is leading the charge
0: on. But Calgary's speedy process of approving office-to-residential conversions isn't really replicable in other cities with stricter zoning laws, like, well, you know, Toronto, meaning that many of these offices will likely stay empty in the near future. For our third story, many people have a dream of owning a small business. However, it might make more sense to just take over an existing one, as there'll be plenty of them hitting the market soon. Sounds intriguing, Brett. What is on the market?
1: Okay, so over three quarters of Canadian small and medium business owners say they want to exit their business within the next 10 years, according to a new survey by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. But the catch? Well, only
0: 9% have formal written succession plans. Retirement was by far the most cited reason owners wanted to exit. A sign the gray wave that's hollowing out Canada's workforce is also hitting business owners.
1: It's like thousands of Waystar Roycos just out there waiting to get bought. And here's why it all matters. Small and medium businesses, account for about 50% of Canada's GDP. They employ over 80% of the workforce and hold over $2 trillion in business assets. It's vital to the economy at large that these businesses can stay, well, in business after their current owners leave.
0: If all these companies and shops don't find new owners and close down, not only would it hurt the economy, it could put small communities who rely on their services at risk.
1: Now to zoom out once again. Owners also cited burnout and pandemic challenges as reasons for wanting to get out. I can't blame them. That's no surprise given that long-term small business confidence levels are at their lowest since the 2008 financial crisis. Now, with risks high and morale low, it could be harder to convince newcomers to take on the old
0: businesses. Peak Pals,
1: thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If
0: you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review? And if you want more Peak,
1: make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brad, and have a good day, Peak Pals. You DJ.
0: When you give me shock wings.